Hello and welcome to Let's Talk SOC, a podcast series brought to you by SecureWorks, a leader in cybersecurity, focused on empowering security and IT teams worldwide to better prevent, detect and respond to cyber threats. I'm Professor Sally Eves, your host. And today we're joined by Justin Davis from SecureWorks to discuss all things security information and event management, or SIM, and beyond to areas such as XDR, or extended detection and response. Welcome, Justin. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. And perhaps to start, just a little introduction to yourself. You could just share a little bit more about your role. Sure. Yeah. So I work as a global solution lead at SecureWorks. So we find uh, any gaps that we can solve. We work on uh, solving hard problems. And I like that because it keeps things interesting, whether it's around Tejas or SIM, XDR, threat detection, alert management, you, you name it. We try to figure it out. Absolutely. Couldn't really be more dynamic space. I think you hit the nail on the head there, Justin. Thank you. Yeah. I'd love to drill straight into to SIM. You know, I set it up at the beginning around our talking point today, but the value and effects of a SIM, at the end of the day, it's very much dependent on the data sources and how well they've been set up, tuned and maintained, of course, as well. From your perspective, what is the most important things that are needed to do that configuration, support and management of a SIM solution? Well, you're going to need people, time and lots of documentation. But some of the key points are data lifecycle management. Uh, You have your typical maintenance and continuous improvement, and then just some revisiting of return on investment. So looking at the data lifecycle management, a lot of it is figuring out what matters. You know, we'll talk about this a lot with SIM, but it's typically charged by how much data you're bringing into the platform. And so you're, you're really incentivized to trim redundant or useless, quote unquote, useless logs. You really do need to keep an eye on your license. And so understanding the data that you're bringing in is, is really important. And it's probably one of the most difficult things, simple in theory, but difficult to actually execute because it's a continuous process. The maintenance and continuous improvement is things like troubleshooting failed alerts or detections, keeping an eye on performance, downtime, troubleshooting anything that leads to those, of course, especially when you're owning the hardware, it's not a cloud solution. And then, of course, you're also responsible for upgrading the software and refreshing hardware, uh, whether you need to scale or you're just reaching the end of life. And then as far as return on investment goes, again, SIMs are expensive products. And while they can be powerful, you need to make sure that you're maximizing the usage and customization of the platform to make sure you're getting your money's worth. Absolutely brilliant. Really set up so well. I love that focus on continual improvement as well. And I always think with SIM as well, it's that combination again of technology, particularly the advancements in machine learning, but also analysts are still providing their feedback and kind of educating the system about the environment too. So that kind of dual strengths coming together. But in terms of the data specifically, are you seeing organizations now having to restrict that, the data they ingest with SIM? And also, are you seeing issues where, for example, data has value, but an organization might be struggling? For example, they can't scale their budget to keep up with the new data sources. Yes, absolutely. As I said, managing data flow and retention is one of the key facets of log management in SIM. But SIMs may actually punish good cybersecurity practices with a financial penalty because licensing is typically based on data volume. So as environments and attack surfaces grow and become more complex, and as you as a customer onboard more data and provide visibility into those areas, that penalty will also continue to grow. So if you don't have enough money to ingest or store more data, you have to aggressively trim your logs, as I uh, mentioned, or perform internal chargebacks to other IT or business teams that are probably inevitably putting data into this platform just to make sure that everyone who's getting a piece of the pie is also chipping in for it. And at the end of the day, you you may very well have to cut useful data to meet a price point. And uh, honestly, I, I don't think that's a compromise that anyone should have to make. 
Oh, absolutely. I think you literally brought that issue to life so pertinently there, I think. Data waste versus data opportunity there, my goodness. And I'd love to kind of evolve to a different area now as well. So particularly looking at source. So obviously we've seen this evolution of advanced SIM systems that have evolved now. So including things like user and entity behavior, um, but also obviously orchestration, automation and response or SOAR. What do you think about the kind of imperative or necessariness even to invest in a SOAR platform for those particular elements? So particularly around orchestration, automation and response. So I will say Tejas XDR, for example, offers built-in security investigation workflows, automated playbooks, and response actions. But I don't think that SOAR is always necessary, especially less mature teams with highly variable processes are going to struggle with automating their work because a lot of it isn't repeatable. There's a lot of onesies, twosies. However, I think there are a lot of things that can be meaningful when added up, even when they're small, like forwarding alerts to a third-party platform just for aggregation or kicking off further response actions that have already been integrated, one-click host isolation user password resets, IP blocks on an IDS IPS. There's a lot of these little things that, you know, it's not going to do an investigation for you with a single click start to finish and give you a nice email report of everything it did. But as you add things together and as you add these connectors and develop your own playbooks, you eventually could get to a point like that. So I think, again, as a force multiplier, SOAR is really important, but I don't necessarily think that it is required. And I will say that, you know, comparing SIM to XDR, a lot of SIMs traditionally lack these types of workflows, whereas XDR is generally purpose-built around SOAR, not only detecting these threats, but how to respond to them and respond to them effectively and quickly. Fantastic. Thank you. I think context matters really came to the fore as you were describing that and those differences. Brilliant. Thank you. And another area around this, we've talked to different elements of, of resources. And, and one thing I think particularly at the moment is level of investment and how you can better predict that. So do you think that's possible? You know, How can you accurately predict what level of investment you might need? So for example, to commit to say a SIM purchase? It's really tricky to actually predict that. You can't control how much data is generated in your environment, which makes predicting the overall volume of that data difficult. And that data volume directly affects how much you pay for the SIM and how long you can keep your data. And this is data that's telling you about potential breaches within your environment. And you may not find out about them for months at a time. I don't have the numbers on average dwell time for a threat, but it's it's on the order of months. And so keeping your data around should be imperative to most people. So forecasting the cost of your ingest can be hard, but you can generally estimate the cost of implementing and operating the SIM based on hardware, software licensing, storage, bandwidth, and stuff like that. But again, the volume is, is tough to estimate, and that's, that's the largest growing cost with a SIM. I would say that one of the tougher parts to estimate as well, not just from cost, but just time, is the amount of labor required to operate and manage a SIM over longer timeframes. I would say more than anything, prepare to invest in people more than the platform. And that's still going to be the case with XDR. You need, you need analysts and you need people who understand your environment and understand the threat landscape. But with SIMs, just because of the, the more moving parts and just the overall size of them, it's a larger investment overall. I will say that XDR offers more predictable pricing because it's generally just based on endpoint coverage. It's all you can eat in a lot of cases. So you don't need to worry about the data you're bringing in. You just need to make sure that you have everything you need. And you know, I mentioned not making those compromises and throwing out data that could be useful. This directly plays into that point. You shouldn't need to worry about that. You should just make sure that you have all the visibility so that you can see all these threats and follow them from start to finish. 
Absolutely. It's almost like a narrative change as you, as you were speaking there. So, you know, rather than the cost of SIM or XDR, et cetera, it's kind of the cost of insecurity of not doing that and the data waste, you know, the data lost opportunity as well that could be turned around. So really, really interesting. Thank you. Um, and I'd like to drill into a little bit more on the XDR side of things, actually, as we, as we come to a close of our session today. So in what cases would you see XDR as a better alternative to SIM? And then perhaps we can look a little bit more as well as who this would be a good fit, who should be buying this. So XDR generally includes an EDR agent, endpoint detection or response, as a security control. And that's often the cornerstone of these solutions. SIM is just the aggregation and detection piece. You know, you, you have to feed it data. And if you think about the cost of the SIM plus the cost of an EDR solution, it makes SIM an even harder sell. Whereas again, XDR generally includes this as part of the cost of the platform. I would also say that XDR is faster and easier to deploy and configure. So you're getting generally a faster time to value. You have less maintenance overhead, less infrastructure and architecture complexity for the end users. So although there may be a lot going on behind the scenes, it's transparent to you and you don't need to worry about it. It's handled by the the vendor in, in many cases. XDR also includes some level of source. Some allow you to add great flexibility for playbooks and, and things like that. Some are more simpler actions. It really depends on the product, but that's coming with the product. You don't have to add it on and then configure it. And then I also think, you know, devil's in the details, but XDR seems to be cheaper in the long run for most things. And that's due to ongoing hardware and software costs the labor costs of having people to run it and things like that. On that final question of yours, you know, who is XDR a good fit for? I think the the cheeky answer is that anyone who wants a quick return on investment with a product that's specifically designed around detecting and responding to today's threats. But to reiterate, I think small and medium teams are a really great fit for XDR because they are getting that fast return on investment. They don't have to read tome after tome of documentation to figure out exactly how they need to configure and deploy the solution. And the useful automation and orchestration steps can add value without having to have a fully repeatable process for phishing or something like that. At least there's little steps they can take, even if their work isn't highly repeatable. And as I said, for large teams, although it's less apparent, I would still say that they should consider it because it is a consolidated detection platform with EDR, which is a must-have security control. Today, I would say it's always been, but today the, the technology is actually there to do it. And again, for large teams, there's still some customization and SOAR capability for them to really flex with and grow while it gives them more time to perform company-specific threat hunts and bolster other areas of the security program instead of maintaining just another tool. So, so important. I think the, the holistic benefits that brings as well from the XDR point of view. So the visibility you were mentioning there, but also kind of accelerating security operations more generally, that reduction of TCO. And again, just reducing the burden. You know, as we've been talking about today, it gives you that more active intelligence and it allows you to get really granular and filter through the threat noise to what actually is the most proximate and significant threat, et cetera. So really great overview there. Thank you so much. And I know we're nearly out of time now, Justice, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for sharing those examples. I love the real tangible applications we've discussed of this today as well. I think it really brings the subject to life and how the different considerations you know, across the technology, but absolutely across things like skills uplift, culture, shared responsibility, change management, etc. It is that combination coming together that makes such a difference. Yes. Thank you very much for the opportunity. My pleasure. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. 
Let's Talk SOC is a podcast series brought to you by SecureWorks, a leader in cybersecurity, helping organizations reduce their risk, maximize their existing security investments, and fill their talent gaps. With their cloud-native security analytics platform, Tagus, they offer MDR and XDR solutions for better threat prevention, detection, and response. To learn more, visit secureworks.com.